Sick Enough, the podcast about patients who are sick enough to be in the hospital and the doctors who are sick enough to work there. I'm Dave. And I'm Tyler. And we're hospitalists. We're internal medicine doctors who specialize in treating patients who need to be hospitalized. We work full-time in the hospital acting as your doctor while you're there, working to get you better and back home. Quick disclaimer, we created this podcast to educate and entertain our listeners. The information we share is not medical advice and you should always consult your own doctor. Also, please note that we are doctors for adults and are not trained or qualified to comment on pediatric care. So Tyler, I don't know if you know this, but I really like making kits. Like I have You were the mask you were the hand making mask genius at the start of, of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I have little kits for like everything, chargers and stuff like that. So when COVID happened, I thought, you know, I decided to to make a COVID preparedness kit. I know all of our spouses work in healthcare. And I know in my household, we were certainly concerned about one of us catching COVID and not having the things that we needed to to take care of each other. So I put together a kit that basically had the things that we needed. And I thought that we might share that to our with our listeners so they could put together kind of a similar kit for themselves. Yeah, I think this is pretty good. Although reading over this list here, you were way more scientific than I was, which is fine. No, no problems <laughs> there. We'll get to that as we go down the list. So... My COVID preparedness kit included rapid tests, and I got a pack of two, and these actually came in handy, because, especially back in December, because they were sold out in local stores, and there, were, there was definitely a day where I had some symptoms and I needed to get checked, and the rapid test enabled me to get checked quickly. So the rapid tests are always a good thing to include because you never know when they're going to be sold out. I personally use the ones from Abbott Labs, but I know there are other ones that work excellently well, too. The other thing that I put in the COVID preparedness kit was a pulse oximeter. And I, I think I found these for about $20 to $30 at Amazon, but I know drugstores sometimes have them too. If you do decide to get one, test it out just to make sure that it works. I personally like the ones that show a little waveform on the screen so you can tell if it's uh, actually getting a good measurement. Ideally, you would want your oxygen saturation to be 90% or higher and ideally greater than 94% unless you have COPD. This should also show your heart rate, which ought to be between 55 and 90 if you're resting. It's also important that if you're putting this on your finger, you need to put it on a warm finger and you should be at rest when you're doing this. The big one, I, I, my less scientific approach here was the pulse ox. I definitely, mm-hmm. you know, in our COVID, our first COVID episode, I talked about how everybody has been texting me asking if they need to go to the hospital. Yeah. I would ask them, how are you short of breath? And if they, some of them had a pulse ox at home yeah. and I would say, Hey, what's your pulse ox show? That's, that's the first question I would ask or the yeah. second question I would ask. So that, that's the big one. The next thing on the list is the thermometer. We also included an electric blood pressure cuff or blood pressure monitor, but honestly, I think this is pretty optional. I wouldn't necessarily put this in, in every COVID kit. This was just kind of me being kind of going overboard. After that are kind of the medications. And we actually had like a little, like almost like a little canister that we kind of kept all this stuff in. But basically we had a bottle of Tylenol or acetaminophen. For people who don't know, this is a medicine that brings down fever. It can also ease some minor aches and pains. It can be toxic to the liver in large quantities. So check with your doctor to see if you can safely take this. You should also remember that acetaminophen is in a number of other pain relievers and even some other cold medicines. So check and make sure that you aren't already getting this in another medication. Another medicine that I included in my little kit was ibuprofen or Aleve. These are both from a group of medicines called the 
non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, and they're good at bringing down fever, and they can also ease aches and pains. These can also be toxic both to the liver and the kidneys, so this is definitely one you should check with your doctor to make sure that you're safe to take. And it's important that you don't take both ibuprofen and Aleve. These are sort of an either-or kind of uh, medication. Yeah, they kind of have the same mechanism. Yeah, they work through the same mechanism. If you take both, you're just going to give yourself more risk of toxicity. Yeah. So the third medicine I included was a cold medicine. And I personally picked kind of the Dayquil-Nyquil combination pack. But virtually, you know, I don't want to support any particular brand. Store brands are just as good. I picked Dayquil because it had acetaminophen, phenylephrine, and dextromethorphan. Phenylephrine is good for sinus congestion, but it can raise your blood pressure. So definitely one you want to check with your doctor to see if that's safe to take. Dextromethorphan is a cough suppressant. NyQuil has kind of similar components, except that instead of phenylephrine, it has an antihistamine called doxylamine. And the antihistamine sort of helps with congestion, but it can also be, make you a little bit drowsy. So it's good for nighttime because it can help people sleep. The fourth medicine that I included in there was a medicine called Glyphenicin, and the brand name for this is Mucinex, but you can get off-brand forms and it works just as well. I personally like the extended release form of this. The purpose of this medicine is to thin secretions in your airways to make them easier to cough up. In my experience, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Tyler, have you used that before? I I agree with you. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. I feel like it's worth a try because if you're... It's cheap. It's cheap, and if you're miserable and it helps, then, you know, it might do something. Yeah. So I also included a pen and pad so I could kind of write down vital signs and stuff like that. We definitely went probably a little bit overboard. We'd set up, like, one of the Amazon Echo Dot things, or you know, basically so that we could, like, communicate by, like, loudspeaker with each other if we needed to, which is probably um, probably overboard because she probably would have just texted me. But... <laughs> But anyway, you know, it's also important to keep things like masks and other sort of mild protective, you know, personal protective equipment on hand at home. I think it's also a good idea if you're worried about preparing for COVID, you need to keep about a week's worth of meals on hand if you can. Because if you think about it, you know, if you test positive, you need to quarantine and you need to quarantine immediately. You can't just go out to the grocery store and buy a bunch of stuff because you don't have stuff to eat at home. I'm sure there are people who've done that, but you're really better off if you have, if you could just keep some good stuff on hand. Any specific recommendations like high protein, high carb, things like that? Or Well, so we were thinking that, you know, a lot of people lose their taste and smell when they yeah. catch COVID. Good opportunity to eat vegetables. Right? Yeah. So we, <laughs> we kind of were like, you know, we kind of went more like the soup route. We made a bunch of kind of homemade chicken noodle soup uh, in the instant pot. And then we froze that. And I think it's actually still sitting in our freezer. We probably need to either thaw it and eat it or just throw it out. But we made a bunch of that. We also got some pretty high quality containers of bone broth that we could heat and drink or use to make more soup if we needed to. We also kept stuff like boxed mac and cheese, bottled tomato sauce and dried pasta. We have like some lentil mix meals that we kind of do sometimes that are easy to keep in the pantry. We also keep like canned tuna peanut butter, jelly, you know, the stuff we could use to make sandwiches or things like that on hand. And we usually have kind of a frozen pizza, you know, one or two of those in the freezer. I think between those things, if we had needed to, we could have kind of held out through COVID if we, you know, absolutely had to, uh, if one of us had gotten sick. If you are sick and you find that you do need groceries, I would say consider using a grocery delivery service. 
Amazon and Whole Foods do grocery deliver, delivery, and Instacart can also deliver in some areas as well. If that's not really an option, see if your local grocery stores allow you to shop online before coming to the store. I know some of the ones in my area, you can shop online and you just pull up into a space and they bring it out to your car so there never has to be any going into the store and exposing people. And so that could be another way to kind of get groceries or get stuff that you need without without endangering anybody. That was sort of my thoughts on kind of preparedness kit. Tyler, any thoughts or anything you would add? Or yeah, this differently? is this is absolutely wonderful. Um, but as I said, uh, if I were going to make this list, I would I would focus big on the pulse oximeter because, as I said in our other COVID episode, yeah, you know, when my friends called me, "Ooh, my knee hurts. Ooh, I, I got diarrhea. Ooh, I got a headache." I'm like, you know, that's all good and dandy. But the one thing that's going to make me send them to the hospital is if they can't breathe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the and pulse their oxygen's oximeter. falling. Yeah, and yeah. and part of the they can't breathe is their oxygen's falling. And it, a lot of people who aren't medical think a pulse oximeter is like a futuristic science fiction thing. But no, you're right. They're like twenty bucks at CVS. Yeah, you can get a pulse oximeter, and you don't need some special training. You just snap it on your finger, and it tells you what your yeah. oxygen level is. Ninety four or above is fine, and ninety to ninety four is like the maybe, maybe not. Yeah, and and that's that's the big that's the number one thing that I looked at too, the Tylenol, the ibuprofen. And that's great. I think that's wonderful. I think, you know, when you're sick, you're going to be miserable and you're not going to want to go out and get that stuff. Yeah. So it's an, it's nice to have on hand. Mm-hmm. It's good to have a rapid test kit too. Although there's something to, to be said. And actually I think the CDC supported this. Sometimes those test kits are real hard to find. And at some point you just assume you have it and you mm-hmm. stay home. Very true. And I know and the CDC has even said, if you if you think you have it and, and you don't have the ability to get to a test kit, maybe you should just stay home. Mm-hmm. I remember around the a, a holiday this past year, we had some family over. And then about five days after everyone left, everyone got sick. Yeah. My current nuclear family, we just kind of, well, you know, maybe maybe something, maybe COVID, maybe nothing. Some one of the family members who left the house went to an urgent care clinic and tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. And so then there was a very strong, well, shoot, if she's got it and she just left our house five days ago, I mean, heck, maybe we have it. And so then it became a, well, how do we get tested? And then we looked and all the urgent cares were full and then all the testing clinics are out. So we just did that. We just assumed that we had COVID and stayed home for a couple of days. And as I've got a coworker here sitting in front of me, I, I can assure you it was a week we weren't working together and you have mm. nothing to fear. <laughs> but it, it, the, the timing worked out well that this this thought occurred on like a Tuesday of an off week. Yeah. So I slept through it. I have I never got a symptom. I was fine. Oh, I think we've all had COVID scares. Yeah. I, my family who I live with had a couple of days where they were having, a, they were struggling to get out of bed and calling off of school. Sure. But I, I never had a symptom and I was fine. And since this occurred on an off week, I just didn't bring it up. Yeah. But the, there is something to be said for if you think you got it, but you can't take a test, just assume you got it and yeah. stay away from everyone. I remember Thanksgiving 2020, my parents decided we, we decided we were going to spend Thanksgiving with my parents. We hadn't seen them all year. And um, and my you know parents knew we both worked in healthcare, knew that, you know, knew that there was a chance they could get exposed to something. They didn't they weren't worried, but. So we'd had a scare in our office right around that time. It actually, I think we had four people in our office come down with it. And I got tested the Monday before Thanksgiving because there had been an outbreak on the floor where I was working. And that test came back negative, went to Thanksgiving, and then found out that somebody who sits two desks away from me had it Mm. and had tested positive. 
And I just, it just ruined the holiday because I was panicked. I was, I thought, oh no, I've exposed, you know, I could, even though I had a negative test on Monday, I could test positive tomorrow. I could expose, you know, I could be exposing everybody here to this. And my parents were very understanding and were pretty low key and were kind of like, we're fine. (laughs) And everything was fine, but you know, but you know, that, that situation could have turned out very differently. It's all for my end. Okay. Well, please email us if you have any other thoughts about good things to uh, keep in your COVID preparedness kit. You can always email us at sickenoughpodcast at gmail.com. S-I-C-K-E-N-O-U-G-H-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. That email address is in our show notes as always. Absolutely. I'll also put in a link to places where you can find testing locations in our show notes as well. Thanks to all of our listeners. Uh, We hope you've enjoyed this. And thanks to Pixabay.com for our intro music and Michael Cobrin. Thanks to Swede Custom Studios and Two Birds Artwork for providing us the thumbnail artwork on our website. And, and as thanks Dave said, to Alex, our sound engineer. Yes. And thanks to our listeners, of course. Thanks for, for 